You're listening to Civic from the San Francisco Public Press. On this edition, we'll hear from a janitor about what it's been like to clean an office building during the pandemic. We have to stay busy the seven hours that we do the work because uh, we only get paid for seven and a half hours. Uh, I guess we get used to it. We try not to rush, but uh, make sure that uh, to get the parts that we believe that are more important. And uh, as we uh, go through the week, uh, we'll cover most of the, of the space that we need to clean. I'm Laura Wenis, and this is Civic. Labor organizers and janitors have been taking to the streets in San Francisco for weeks to advocate for better working conditions during the pandemic, even going on a three-day strike in mid-March. According to Labor Notes, around 3,000 Bay Area janitors were laid off last year, and a union representing them, SEIU Local 87, is demanding a return to work for all laid-off janitors, but with improved working conditions, including things like better ventilation in buildings, better protective gear for workers, and a wage increase. Union members will be voting on one contract this coming weekend. Meanwhile, as the state reopens, the city's Board of Supervisors has been working on legislation intended to ensure that office buildings have proper ventilation. To get a better sense of the day-to-day reality of this work during the pandemic, I talked with one janitor who's been on the job throughout. My name is Juan Hernandez. I'm the foreman at a uh, 42 stories building. We've been uh, working uh, for so many years. Uh, started doing this in 1974, so... It's been a while. Wow, yeah. And you've been a you've been a custodian, a janitor for all that time? Yes, uh, since November 1974. Wow. Well, you've been doing this work for decades. Has yes. this pandemic been the most significant incident in terms of how your work has been affected in that time? Or have there been other major events that were really impactful for you? Well, one of the problems... Uh, at the building is that uh, they reduce the personnel. Mm. So all that work went to the people who stayed uh, still working. How big was the team that you worked on before the pandemic and how has it been, how many people left? Well, we were 40 employees and uh, they reduced 12 so we end up with 28 employees. So how much work was that for, for the people who stayed? Uh, almost double the work because of the changes we had to do. Uh, so it, it was quite a lot more space to cover. Yeah. Can you tell me what a normal work day looks like for you? Well, it's usually three floors that... Uh, are being cleaned, but uh, since then they've been doing uh, an average of five. Since they reduced the personnel, uh, they are doing five floors, so almost almost double. 
Can you walk me through a workday step by step? So like, what time do you get up? How long does it take you to get to work? How long is the actual workday? Things like that. Uh, okay. Before I used to start at five. In the morning. Uh, at night. Five at night. Okay. Uh, well, or afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we started working on three o'clock because of the changes they did. Let's see. Uh, so I leave the house at around one thirty. Um, I don't get back at home uh, till twelve o'clock. Sometimes a little later, uh, midnight. Wow. So how long does it take you to get to work? Usually uh, forty-five minutes to an hour. But uh, some, uh, most of the times, I, I want to be there earlier than I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. And how far are you traveling to work? It's uh, 40, 45 miles. Mm, wow. Is that normal for other coworkers as well? Almost uh, everyone work on, I mean, uh, they live at different places, so... So sometimes, uh, well, some of them, they will live in the city. Uh, some of them will come from East Bay or South Bay. It, it varies uh, the time they spend uh, going to work. And then how long does it take to do all of the work that you need to get done in a workday, especially with the extra work that you have been assigned since the beginning of the pandemic? Well, they have to, well, we have to stay busy the seven hours that we do the work because uh, we only get paid for seven and a half hours. Oh, we do. so you have to do twice the work, but in the same amount of time? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. What effect has that had on you? I mean, what effect has that had on, on just your body? <laughs> Well, uh, I guess we get used to it. Mm. We try not to rush, but uh, make sure that uh, to get the parts that we believe that are more important. And uh, as we uh, go through the week, uh, we'll cover most of the of the space that we need to clean. Mm-hmm. When you say you have to decide what is more important, what things are the most important to you when you clean this these floors? Well, trash. The, we have to make sure that there's no trash left behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, restrooms, uh, they are properly clean and restocked. The things that uh, will also be important is that make sure that all the areas where People might come in or like hallways and lobbies. Those need to be disinfected every day. So those those things are probably the disinfecting is the most important part of all. Oh, I definitely want to ask more about disinfecting later. But first, I just realized I actually don't know what kind of building this is. Is this an office building? Yes, it is an office building. So... Most office workers were told to work from home during the pandemic and offices have been fairly empty. Has that affected your work? I mean, if you're doing (laughs) 
you're cleaning more area per person. Are, are Is there the same number of other people in those places during the day? You mean the tenants, right? Uh, yeah. The office people? Mm-hmm. No, they do. Uh, there's very few working. But the problem there is that uh, if we don't check every waste basket, they might have decided to go and eat somewhere else. And so every waste basket needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. Even though there are very few people working there during the day? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because we don't, never know if they dump anything. Right. Do you have any idea what portion of the tenants are back at the office these days? Well, actually, uh, some of those offices, they had people working all the time. Oh. It, it wasn't uh, like a regular day, but they will have four or five employees on the floor. And then we have these other companies that they will not send anybody to those uh, spaces, but uh, we still had to check every wastebasket. So did it even really make a difference for you that most office workers were being told to work from home? Well, the only change is that uh, there wasn't that much garbage, Mm. but the cleaning, they will have to still be doing it because they don't want to the dust to accumulate. They don't want the, the carpet to be all uh, dusty. So they had to do some cleaning still, even though they were not there. So at the beginning of the pandemic, we were hearing a lot about transmission via surfaces. Uh, there was a lot of talk about, you know, the virus can live for so many days on surfaces and um, we have to be careful to constantly be washing our hands. And some places were, you know, saying you need to wear gloves all the time. And now the CDC seems to be saying, actually, surface transmission is not our biggest concern. You just mentioned disinfecting things. How have your practices around surface transmission prevention changed over the pandemic well yes uh, i do understand that uh before we were more careful on on the surfaces mm-hmm. like uh, the elevators buttons the doorknobs and all that we're still doing it we're still uh, sanitizing those but uh, i think it's not as uh, dangerous as the air we're all like say uh, 10 people on the on the room and we're too close then we can uh, get contacted with that uh, virus uh, easier if we're all together but mm-hmm. uh, about the areas well even though we know that it's not very dangerous to be getting that we're still doing the disinfecting and washing our hands very often mm-hmm Well, um, I also understand that several people that you work with have actually been infected and one person died from complications of COVID-19. I want to ask how you and your coworkers have been doing with that in terms of morale, in terms of the added stress of going to work during a pandemic that is making people sick. Well, I don't know if they're been uh, getting sick or getting nervous about this, but uh, they are afraid, <laughs> like 
I guess everybody is, mm -hmm. that they might catch this thing. We are afraid, yeah, but uh, we still need to work, so we have no other choice. Yeah. Um, what about safety protocols at work? Are you, do you have the feeling that they are enough? Uh, I think that uh, they can do better. I think that they can uh, provide better masks, gloves, because uh, at the beginning we were getting masks and, and gloves, but uh, then uh, people just started bringing their own masks. I, I think that they did not trust the masks that they were getting from the company. Hmm. Why not? Uh, I think they feel safer with the ones they bought themselves. What were the differences? Well, um, the ones that we were getting from the company were disposable. Mm -hmm. And uh, the quality uh, didn't look that good. Hmm. And then what kind of masks were people bringing themselves? Well, uh, usually they bring a cloth a mask. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they have their... Uh, if they put uh, any filters or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I did buy some that uh, I was able to put some filters on. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I'm not sure uh, what kind they have, uh, but it is cloth. Right. So you were wearing your own masks as well and not the company-issued ones? Yes. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> was there any other personal protective equipment that you and other co-workers decided you would provide yourself rather than rely on what the company had to offer? No, we use the gloves that they are providing. Mm -hmm. But like I said, well, most of the things that we really focus on is on uh, getting our hands clean and trying to stay away from others and try to work as safe as we think it is. What about um, staggering shifts or not, you know, when you say you were trying to stay away from others to keep social distancing and for, for just as a safety measure, um, <laughs> there, well, the number of people who you were working with also reduced because people left. Did that make it easier, harder, no difference um, to be able to distance from other people, other co-workers on the job? Yeah, it is kind of hard. Uh, what the company did is that they split uh, shifts. So some people start half an hour or one hour earlier and the other one after so that we will not be all at the same time uh, when we're clocking in. Mm-hmm. Did that work? Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> at the beginning, it was hard for these people to try to stay apart, but uh, eventually they learned to stay apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And you're still doing that now? Yes, yes, we're mm -hmm. still doing it. Mm -hmm. I understand that workers with the union that you're a member of went on strike in March to demand better working conditions. What were you asking for, and are you expecting any changes as a result? Well, uh, according to what we heard, is uh, we have a very tentative agreement. Mm -hmm. So this coming Saturday, we 
gonna see what it is and we'll see if we will approve it or not. When we went out on strike, we were fighting especially for our insurance that uh, every time we have a contract uh, negotiation, they try to take away part of our insurance. And, mm. Is this health and, insurance? Yes, mm. uh, health insurance. So what were you asking for? Uh, Just to leave it alone, not to touch our uh, medical and all our insurance that we have. Mm-hmm. San Francisco might adopt a rule that would require the owners of big office buildings with you know large spaces to comply with local ventilation regulations. And that would create also a system to file complaints with the city's Department of Building Inspection and with the Department of Public Health if the building owner can't meet those regulations or doesn't follow the rules. What are your thoughts, if any, about this proposal, if you're familiar with it? Or what are your thoughts about ventilation in office buildings in general? Well, it will help us a lot because we do we do work in there for so many hours. So I don't know if the, the virus stays in the air for such a long time, but still uh, we might catch some other things that are... It might not be related to this, but still, I think uh, the more clean the air in there is the better for us. And besides, there are times that where it gets pretty cold if the heaters are not on mm-hmm. or or on the summer it gets pretty hot up there. Mm-hmm. And if they turn off the air conditioning, uh, then it gets hot. <laughs> Yeah, when I think about office buildings, I usually think of buildings where there are no windows that you can open. All the ventilation is, you know, mechanical from air conditioning systems. Is is that yeah. accurate for most of the places you work? Yes, only the old buildings are the ones who have these windows that you can still open, but there are very few now. Mm-hmm. And w- so... Did I hear you say sometimes they turn the air conditioning off? I assume this is because you and your colleagues are working at night and so people leave the office building and then they think, oh, well, we can just turn this off because nobody's going to be here, but there is somebody there. Do you not have access to or control over the air conditioning, heating, cooling systems? No, that's uh, something, a central air conditioning. Mm -hmm. It is controlled by... The engineers, mm-hmm. the building engineers, and uh, they can do sections on the floor or the whole floor. I heard one time that, that someone said that uh, if they had to have the air conditioning on at night, the tenant will have to pay for that service. Well, shouldn't so they? They're also, they want people to come and work in the office at night, so should. <laughs> yeah. They usually don't care about the night people. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think is the most dangerous part of your job right now? Right now? Well, I guess uh, still the virus is still very dangerous. Uh, Hopefully by next year we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, specific to the virus, what is the most dangerous part of your job? Is there one task that you do or one part of your shift where you think people are most likely to be exposed? 
No, I think that there's uh, some floors where we still have to work with the uh, tenants there. But I guess we need to stay away from them and they have to stay away from us. You still have to work with the tenants there? Are these people who are working at night Late. at the same time you are? Uh-huh. How many people would you say that is? Let's see. Uh, there are some floors where they will have one or two people uh, on the floor. So there's so many floors. <laughs> I have no idea how many people work at night. Hmm. So is each person, when you were talking earlier about... Um, how many floors each person is assigned. Is this something that, you know, every person has is responsible for the entire floor of the entire building or every person is doing one task on that floor of the building? No, no, one person takes care of everything on that floor. Wow. And and remind me how many you're responsible for? Right now, there are 28 employees. And uh, how many floors does each person have to uh, clean per shift? Oh, five, 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 five uh, floors. Do you expect that after the pandemic is, I mean, I don't want to call it over, but after the risk of infection has been lowered enough to be <laughs> comparable to, to before, do you expect that more, more staff will be hired on again? Well, I hope so, because... If all the tenants come back, uh, there's no way that we can clean five floors at night. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious how you think that this is going to go in the future. I mean, you're already working harder than you were before. You already have more work than you had before. And I'm sure people left for a reason. So I, I, I wonder if what do you think it would take for people to want to take this job i don't know because uh the what we're getting is i don't think we're getting pay enough yeah. to get those risks <laughs> but right. we have to work somewhere so. so this is what you do yeah i also want to ask about access to the vaccine um so many more people have access to getting vaccinated now than they did you know at the end of last year or even at the beginning of this year um, have you and the people you work with found it easy to have access to get vaccinated? Well, at the beginning, it was hard to get that vaccine, but then uh, the union got a whole some uh, vaccines and uh, they distributed. So a lot of our members got that done. And like me, I had it before because of my age, so I was eligible before that. So the union distributed vaccines? It's not that uh, they did it themselves, but uh, they got someone or somehow they find a way to get their members uh, vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And what difference has that made in terms of people's stress about getting infected or um, you know, their their feeling about going back to work or continuing to go to work? Well, you know, the funny thing is that uh, there are still some people who don't want to get that mm. for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but most of them, they, they are more comfortable uh, working like that because they already been with this uh, vaccine. Yeah. How has it made you feel? I feel safer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what do you think is going to be the sign of the end of this pandemic? Is there something that uh, makes you feel like, you know, we're, I, I, for me, it seems like this is starting to, we're starting to get to the end here. Um, Do you feel the same way or is there some sign you're looking for that, yes, things are looking better now? Well, I think that once most of the people have this vaccine, there's going to be less uh, cases. So once it's very low, then I guess we're going to be working almost as before, uh, even though we still have to be very careful. Well, I just want to give you a chance to say anything that I didn't specifically ask you about that you wanted to talk about. I just would like to, to thank all the unions who helped us during these three days of strike that we had before. It was very helpful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. That was janitor Juan Hernandez. I'm Laura Wenis, and you've been listening to Civic. Civic is produced at KSFP LP 102.5 FM in San Francisco. Our theme music is by John Dillon. Our team includes producer and contributor Mel Baker and assistant producer Liana Wilcox. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.